yeah, B-Talabangers. This is James Enfield from B-Talica, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Yeah! Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. I'm your host, John. In episode 34, we're going to be taking a look at a band that will be coming to town to do a show on April 16th at the Altar Bar named Metallica. Metallica is a band that does a smash-up style of music between the Beatles and Metallica. So we're going to sit down and talk to James Lenfield, vocalist and guitarist of the band, play a couple tracks from their song, and also hear a song from one of the two opening acts that night, this band called The Motorcycles. Uh, In addition to Motorcycles, at the bill will be a band called Face Down Presley. So we're going to hear a song now from Masterful Mystery Tour from Metallica. This song is called Hero of the Day Tripper, and then we'll get into the interview. Take it the wicked way 
Folks, on the line we have James Lennonfield from the band Vitalica. James, how are you doing this evening? All right, man. Doing good. Getting ready for uh, all sorts of stuff in April. Yeah, I so see you guys have got a, um, looks like a pretty much East Coast jaunt coming up in the month of April, which includes, I believe you're hitting Pittsburgh first on this. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's the first April. show. Yep. So you'll be uh, good and loose. Uh, you're coming to town April 16th. You'll be coming to the Altar Bar, and you're going to be playing with a couple local bands, including the Motorcycles. So I wanted to uh, get in touch with you and kind of let you introduce yourself and your band to Pittsburgh people who may not be familiar with what Vitalica is all about. Um, do you want to try to describe kind of what your mission is? <laughs> what is my mission? Wow. Well, I mean, uh, the, the the mission of Vitalica would be, okay, it's probably multifold, you know. I mean, one, one thing is, like, you, you got to get out there and have fun, you know. Um, I think I think a lot of a lot of things going on in, in certain metal communities um, don't promote fun, you know. It's okay to be aggressive, and it's okay to, to really bring it, but it's also okay to have fun, you know. And I think, like, the Europeans really understand more of that. Um, we get over to Europe quite often. Um, so if you're coming to a Vitalica show, expect to have a smile on your face. That's the idea, you know. Um, another mission of Vitalica, I think, is to show how music... Uh, can be manipulated and sort of reconstructed um, just when you think that it can't possibly be. <laughs> you know, um, it's sort of a learning experience with this band. Um, the more that you know about the Beatles and Metallica, obviously that helps. But um, you should be able to go into listening to Metallica with an open mind and say, oh, I, I get it now. I understand how this goes together. Maybe I didn't before, but after a few listens, you it's kind of like a movie. Maybe you go to see a couple times, you know, or you start reading a book a couple times and you find out different things maybe the second time around that you didn't find out the first time around. Um, it's always supposed to uncover uh, some uh, unique passages, I guess, within music. Um, and you should be able to look at it in many different ways. And so I think that's what Metallica really tries to do. It should be an educational, fun experience. It's like Fat Albert. You ever see Fat Albert? You know that cartoon? Oh, I love it. You know, and it ends, you know, and, you know, it says, you know, if you're not careful, you might, you just might learn something. That's Vitalica. Vitalica is the Fat Albert of heavy metal. So you're one part James, one part John Lennon, and one part Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I have a Temple Owls jersey. You know, I know that's a Philly team, and some people from Pittsburgh might frown on that, but I have a Penguins jersey, too, but I'm a huge, yeah. And Bill Cosby, uh, I think he went to Temple, you know, so uh, there he's you a, go. He's a Philly guy. Yeah. Hey, for those who are completely, um, have never heard of your band, you're basically, you're fusing Beatles and Metallica songs together, and it's not, you're not necessarily just singing melody to one band over top of the music to the other, you really kind of meshing it all together, which is, uh, I think, the, the, really the clever part. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, like, if you're going to, like, listen to house music, you know, if you're going to listen to a DJ and you hear, like, all these mixes, um, that's somewhat of what we do, but, you know, but we're a live band. Um, and we're dealing with song composition and structure, um, but unlike a DJ that has 
the materials that are um, sort of immovable, uh, we are changing them in some cases with, you know, time and key, uh, tempo. You know, we, we might be trying to do, uh, you know, a song. Okay, this song, uh, you know, is in C major and it's in this time signature. Well, this other song is in a minor key and it's in a different time signature. Well, how are we going to make this work so it doesn't sound forced? Um, how how you do know. you approach when when you're writing a new song or I don't even know what the right word is, but composing the, the intersection of two songs, how do you decide what to go together? I mean, is it lyrically do you look for something or musically? I mean, yeah, I mean, what, I, what, I know... What goes into that process? Well, I mean, the, the first Metallica song that was composed, it started out uh, with a, a riff. It, it was a guitar riff. And yeah. about 15 seconds later... Uh, I thought of like, oh yeah, but then this lyric part could match up with it. Um, so I think uh, it, it it really kind of whatever the the mood is, is striking, you know, like it could be uh, a single word, it could be a single line, um, but then it could be a musical passage. I don't think there's really any right or wrong way to do it. Uh, I think yeah. the only uh, thing that would be wrong would be if you expect that the first things that you think of are the things that are going to stick and be the most fluid. Because you have to remember, just because you have a little simple idea that might span three, five, seven seconds, that does not make a whole song. Because <laughs> you're dealing with transitions and beginnings and endings and lyrical contents and all those other things. It's you know, um, it, in some ways, it can be very restrictive. Um, I, if, it, if, it, if, I was just going to say, like, if any of you guys out there are, like, uh, poetry writers, you know, and they follow, like, uh, you know, like, certain um, restrictions within poetry dealing with, like, beats and, and rhythm and rhyme scheme, um, that can be very restrictive, you know, and it makes, it, it makes the creative process very difficult. But once you get it, and you nail it, you're like, ah, oh, that's why we do this. That's why it's so much, so much fun. That's why it's so great. Because we learn about the project, too, with every song that we write. Yeah, I know. I mean, some of the songs on your latest CD, I have to admit, I mean, like, one song that really stuck out to me, uh, Hero of the Day Tripper, when I, I first thought, okay, that's kind of a, maybe an easier title to put together, but musically, this works so well. I mean, those, those really kind of cool guitar kind of a quarter of videos that you're doing from um, Hero of the Day really works well in that song. I mean, it's not just, you're not just trying to shove doing a Weird Al Yankovic kind of lyric swap. Yeah, uh, well, there's a video for that. Speaking of Weird Al Yankovic, um, if you go to our website, the Metallica.org site, uh, you can get to our video for Hero of the Day Tripper. Um, and that's very goofy and funny. You know what I mean? It, it's meant to be... This, this weird thing, again, you know, you got to have a smile on your face. Um, but, yeah, we think that the mashup for that one is is one of our better mashups. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's a very, you know, it's not, I, I wouldn't classify this song as corny or anything like that. I mean, it really works as its own piece of art. I and mean, you, you can tell that you guys put a lot of work into getting the two songs to kind of fuse musically. Mm. Well, I mean, an example of that one, you're like saying, okay, well, where do you start on that one? 
you know, um, musically on that one, if you listen to Hero of the Day and then you listen to Day Tripper, you'll hear the same section within the, each of those individual songs start with an F-sharp minor progression. So in that case, it made that section of the song very easy. But the beginning of the song, um, you know, like the picking arpeggiated sort of part, that was the hard part because uh, the Metallica section goes for a longer amount of time than the Beatles section does. The Beatles section is really compact. The Metallica section is a bit more expanded. You know, so you're like, okay, so how do you do this? So you, you have elements of both riffs in here, but you're not dragging it on forever. I mean, you don't want ideas to become boring. You know, just because you have two different bands that you're taking influences from doesn't mean that your song needs to be twice as long. That, that's not the idea. You need to get these ideas in and out, and you need to be, make them stick in the listener's mind, uh, you know, and, and still be, be fun and be metal and be rocking and, and all that. So, how did, how did you guys come to to even do this? I mean, back, this has been almost 10 years you guys have been doing this now. How, how did the idea kind of come to pass? That you, you well, to... uh, well, there's a, a festival here in Milwaukee called Spoof Fest, which is held uh, it, usually as close to April Fool's Day as what we can. Uh, this year, we can't do it as close to April Fool's Day because that's Easter weekend, so it's kind of a bad weekend to do the festival. Yeah. But, um, but uh, we, we're doing the works of Metallica for this Spoof Fest thing. And... Of course, you know, us being goofy guys, we wanted to have more fun on April Fool's Day. We're like, well, what would, what would Metallica do on April Fool's Day to have some fun? And, you know, you listen to all the old, like, when James Hetfield, he was doing all the spastic children stuff, and, you know, they're doing all these, you know, having fun on the Garage Days EP and just kind of goofing around and enjoying themselves, you know. And we made these MP3s of tunes, um, you know, some of them, you know, which had been rewritten then and recorded on later Metallica CDs. And we just kind of passed them out at this show, you know, and really thought nothing of it. Um, but then uh, a Beatles guy who hosted an Internet radio show got a hold of it, put it up on the Internet without telling us, and uh, he named the band and put up a website. And we had no idea that it was even out there. <laughs> um, you know, and he called me up like nine months later, and he said, uh, hey, this is who I am, and blah, 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 and I want to talk to you about your band. And I'm like, uh, I'm not in a band, man. <laughs> and he's like, you are now, and it's called Metallica. You need to come out and have a pint with me, and I need to show you some things. And he showed me all this mail and these Internet responses and all this stuff. And he's like, he's like man, you need to make some more music. And so, I mean, really, when you listen to it, I think it, the idea, I mean, it's, it, Turned out fantastic. I'm glad you guys didn't try to do, you know, a full-on Metallica and Thin Lizzy record or Metallica and Bob Seger from the Garage days. Um, mm. the, the Beatles probably give you a much broader uh, amount of material to work with. Now, what was the? I mean, the reaction. Have you gotten reaction from either of the camps, Metallica or the Beatles? Yeah, I mean, the Metallica side is super cool. I mean, we've been good friends with those guys for some time now, you know. Um, I, and legally, we're just required to keep in touch, you know. So I'm, I'm in touch with, you know, not only the band, but, I mean, uh, their handlers or uh, their trademark 
folks and everything. I mean, you know, nothing's hidden or anything. I mean, we're all we're all good, and we had the chance to hang out uh, last year. We were both over in Europe at the same time. We were both in Paris, and so uh, we hung out on Vitalik's birthday on on April Fool's Day. You know, which was which was cool. So um, it was good to just yeah, it was good to just kind of catch up and say, hey, this is what we're doing, and you know, hanging out with those dudes and stuff. So we did that for. For a while, so it was good. Um, the Beatles side, I mean, I've never had any direct contact. That's up to our label folks. Um, you know, I mean, if uh, if Paul or Ringo ever was swinging through Chicago, I I would hope that our our folks would try and get in touch with theirs, just so we could do a face to face. I mean, they obviously know what we're doing and we know what we are, um, but I've never uh, gotten anything from them. Um, but also, just uh, in regards to who handles the Beatles stuff, that's a lot more spread out than the Metallica stuff. You know, the Metallica stuff is pretty much done by one central group, one entity, one publisher, you know. The Beatles stuff, it, that, that catalog is spread over a number of different publishers. Um, yeah, I mean, that's you know, yeah, quite a notable legal battle over that with Michael Jackson. and. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even that. It, it's like, you know... It, it's Sony ATV and EMI and it's Northern Songs and Guild Publishing and like all these other people and stuff. It's not just not just dealing with one person all the time. Um, so that does make things tricky, you know. It's it's up to us to show all these people. Like, look, um, like we like to say that we play a Garage Days night, but we're not a garage band, you know. <laughs> um, we know what we're doing. We're 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 not doing this maliciously or ruthlessly or, you know, or trying to slam anything or anyone, you know, we really are trying to show how how music can um, be looked at in more interesting ways, you know. It's not like we're trying to take over the Beatles' world or anything like that, or Metallica's world, that'd be just silly to even think that. Um, yeah, I, you know, but it's up to us to prove that to, to people and show that we're legit. You know, every band should have to do that, and we're no exception. Sure. Now, this is um, your latest CD, Masterful Mystery Tour. This is your, how many CDs do you have? Three or four part of this, including you have a Christmas album? Yeah, well, this is Masterful Mystery Tour is the second full-length CD. Okay. Uh, we have, um, you know, the first full-length CD was Sergeant Hatfield's Motor Breath Pub Band, which is okay. uh, a great title for a band from Milwaukee, by the way. <laughs> you know, it's perfect. Um, and then we had uh, the All You Need Is Blood, uh, like extended EP sort of thing, um, yeah. which was done in 14 different languages. And then uh, we did a Christmas EP uh, just this last year called Winter Plunder Band. Uh, and for the first time, uh, we have original Betalica material on it. Um, they're not mashups. They are songs that are composed by the members of Betalica. Um, you know, so that was was pretty cool uh, that the label let us do that because we all play in original bands and do other projects and things. You know, besides Metallica, we've been doing this for a long time. You know, um, so that's great that they that they wanted to do that. Yeah, I mean, they get the chance to kind of spread their wings. Now, on that, on the original material, you're still doing kind of the, the James Hetfield style vocals, or are you kind of able to spread your own wings? Yeah, you know, we talked about that, you know, about how to approach it, you know. 
I mean, my natural singing voice, you know, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't naturally sound like, like James Hetfield, you know. That's an impersonation that I'm doing. Um, you know, but I can make myself sound like Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish, too, you know. I mean, it's just like, you know, it, but it's just like, what is your natural voice, you know. Um, so when we started doing the original songs, um, one is which, uh, which is called Heretic, and the other one's called Holiday for Holiday. Um, you know, we say, okay, well, how do you want to do this? You know, um, and we decided to stick with the James voice just because of the brand name itself, Betalica. Um, when people come to a Betalica show or listen to Betalica, they're going to be expecting certain things. Um, they're going to expect me to sound a certain way which is not like John Lennon, it's not like Paul McCartney, it's not like George Harrison or Ringo, you know. Um, they, they, you know, it becomes a brand name, you know. Um, you know, when you purchase something from Coca-Cola, though they have many different sodas, you know it's going to be something along this line. It's not going to be, you know, Sierra Mist, <laughs> you know, so... The West Field. Yeah, you know, so it's... So we had some discussion about that for a couple of weeks before we recorded. I, I'm, I'm sure next time that we go in and do something like that, um, we'll probably be even more in tune to what exactly we want to do. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's cool, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you've got the product, but I mean, there's only a finite catalog of songs to pull from, although rather large. I mean, but. You know, especially on a Christmas thing, you're all, you're kind of limited on what you can pull from, and, and you've got a style to your music now. You know, and I don't I don't think you're I wouldn't label you as an impersonating either one of those acts. You're kind of blending styles, so taking it to an original song isn't that far fetched. Yeah, I mean, um, when it comes down to the amount of material, uh, we we actually just submitted like another list of song titles to our label. Uh, to start considering for clearance for the third full-length CD. Um, and there's more than enough titles on there to do that, and then another CD after that. You know, it's like the band is not at a loss for material, that I can say, um, which is good, you know. I mean, we're all, again, we're all songwriters, and, you know, our bass player, Cliff McBurtney, you know, I mean, he's like, tenured rock guy at the Wisconsin Conservatory of Music. You know, he's like that guy, you know. So, um, you know, and uh, Gerg, uh, Gerg Dry, our guitar player, uh, before he was playing with us, I mean, he was a touring guitar player with the Violent Femmes out of Milwaukee. I mean, the, the band has experience, you know. So for fans of Metallica, who are wondering, like, oh, God, is this going to be their last thing? They don't have enough material. Uh, I, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. And then we failed to mention uh, Ringo Lars, your drummer, who's got, I think, one of the cooler names in rock. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, people tend to like that name. That, that you know. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he, he actually used to play uh, with Cliff McBurney and another, and another like, uh, like, progressive cyberspace metal sort of band here from Milwaukee. Um, you know, so he comes and plays this Metallica stuff, and in some ways it's almost, like, pretty easy for him. He's used to playing, like, all these songs, like, okay, this song's in 916, and then it's going to switch to this for two measures. 
then it's going to go back to this, and then it's going to switch up to this, <laughs> you know, and this is going to go on for 12 minutes, you know, so he listens to Metallica, and he plays Injustice for All My Loving for like a minute and 50 seconds, and he's just like, that's it, and I'm like, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, that's that's good. Enough. I mean, I, one of the things that I, I like to buy the band is in, in the age where there are so many, quote, tribute bands out there, you guys are unique, and, and I think you've got great compositions here. Like I said, they're not just cover songs, or you're not, you know, singing the vocal melody to stick it to ride over, you know, blackened. You know, you've got there's a lot of thought and talent and craft put into what you do, and it makes it like a phenomenal product. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, uh, the lyrics thing is you got to be careful with the lyrics, you know. I mean, when we first started out the band. Or actually started doing it seriously. I mean, we had done, you know, this band was just kind of just like a fledgling idea for several years before we started actually doing it. Um, but when we started doing it, you know, because I'm the lyricist, so it's like, you know, I, uh, you know, you you want to be funny and you want to be clever, but you don't want to be an eighth grader about it, you know. And I think that there's a lot of bands out there that that they go for funny, but they go for easy funny. And we don't yeah. want to be easy funny. You know, we, we want to present some sort of challenge to the listener um, and make it a goal to, to get it. Um, yeah, we, don't, I, I, you know, we don't want to be, like, completely out there, don't get me wrong, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you want to have... Um, just, I guess, there's some level of intelligence. I think, I think it's if you start falling into that trap where you're easy funny, you know, yeah. and just being like lascivious all the time, well, then people are going to disregard you quicker. <laughs> you know, in kind of simpler terms, what you're doing actually draws me to listen to the CD more than once. Yeah, like I say, like the movie or the book or the Fat Albert cartoon. You know, <laughs> I mean, when you put it on, you can. It's not something that you would chuckle through once and, oh, that was a good one, you know, and pass it on to somebody else kind of thing. I mean, I, I've actually been through the CD now three times in the last week. Um, you know, I have to admit, I, I'm like, hey, everybody, listen to this. This your version of uh, the things that should not let it be. You've taken my favorite Beatles song, and I think you made it even better. Uh, well, well, don't tell McCartney that. <laughs> He did a little more distortion in the guitar, maybe. I think. Yeah, right. It would have been closer. <laughs> but yeah, I again, I I appreciate you taking the time to to come on and chat with us. You're going to be in town on April 16th. You're going to be starting a series of tours, uh, a tour of the East Coast, primarily getting down as far south as Kentucky and up to Connecticut and to New York. So I know we have some listeners from uh, some of those regions. You can go to Vitalica.org. Is that that's the official website? Yeah, for some some reason we got a .org. I don't know why. So people think that we're like some state environmental project or something. But but uh, <laughs> that's cool. We know whatever. Nations and donate. Buy your CD and get a tax write off. Yeah, right, right. And we're on Facebook. So I, you know, obviously Facebook and Twitter and MySpace. You know, all those other things. If you go to the website, there's all those links. Um, yeah. And actually, uh, if you go to the website, I, I think like within the next week, uh, you're going to see a new video posted. Besides that video for Hero of the Day Tripper, we have a new one coming out for Fuel on the Hill. Um, 
so that'll be cool to, to get that out. We want we're going to put that out in conjunction with the tour coming up. So good yeah. stuff. I have. I did want to mention also if you, there's some really cool T-shirts in your merchandise link too for those uh, who are getting a little tired of wearing their Injustice for All T-shirts. You can get a fresh look with some Metallica shirts. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we have some pretty good art folks on board. That's always a lot of fun. So, James, I want to thank you, uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us, and we look forward to seeing you in April. Yeah, that sounds good. We're pumped. We're pumped to be hanging with our friends the motorcycles. We love those guys. They've been good friends of ours for a number of years now, so it'll be uh, be good to give them a hug and hang out and share a beer and, and uh, have a good time on a Friday night. That'll be awesome. All right, man. Thank you. All right, man. Cheers, dude. He's a fuel on the hill, see him coming for the care.
All right, that was Fuel on the Hill from Metallica from the album Masterful Mystery Tour. Again, to reiterate, they'll be coming to town on April 16th to do a show at Altar Bar with Motorcycles and Face Down Presley. If you'd like to win tickets to the show, we are giving away two pair of tickets to see that show. You can go to www.ironcityrocks.com and click on the contest link to enter. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. MySpace is forward slash my or is Iron City Rock with no S. And on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. We invite you to join us on those which will keep you up to date on everything going on. We uh, typically have a contest or two running at just about any given time. So we hope you enjoy the show. Before we go, we're going to hear a song called Matriarch from Motorcycles from the Coming of Rage album. This will be one of the two support acts for Metallica. Great local band, been around for a long time making great music, so I hope you enjoy it. Matriarch from Motorcycles. You play like a girl, you drive like a girl, you push like a girl Ooh. Forgive the ignorant tradition Based on a dimly lit Yeah. 